conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thursday, June 24th, Ian Cameron with you as we are ready for Game 6 tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights facing elimination, backs against the wall, no tomorrow as they try to extend the series to Game 7 tonight against the Montreal Canadiens, who with one more victory can punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 1993. And we know what happened that season. The last time they got to the Stanley Cup Final, they won it. And they also were the last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, It's been a long drought north of the border, and the Montreal Canadiens can take one gigantic step closer to ending that drought with a win tonight in Game 6 against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Looking forward to that game and looking forward to tonight's Ice Guys BetCast during the game. Uh, We will be on the air for our latest Ice Guys BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, which is the uh, start time of Game 6. Actually, the opening puck drop will be at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time tonight, which is good because it's going to give us like 15 minutes when the show begins to recap the bets that I'm on. Before the game starts to talk about a little bit about the player props, goal scorer props, shots on goal props, those kind of things. We could really set that up pretty nicely at the very beginning of the BetCast tonight uh, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So uh, definitely looking forward to that tonight. And uh, we've had a nice, it's been a lot of fun, the BetCast. It's not just been about watching the games and doing the live betting, which is fun as well. Drinking, that's fun as well. That's always enjoyable, at least for me. Um but the other uh, exciting and fun part about the BetCast has been getting to know all the viewers and listeners and see them, talk to them, uh, all of it that we've been able to do uh, with each and every uh, Stanley Cup playoffs BetCast that we have had so far here in the postseason. So that's been a lot of fun and uh, because we've, we basically are trying to build a family, a community-type feel to this 
product and to this brand that is the Ice Guys. We really want to connect with our audience, our listeners, our viewers, because we really don't have anything without them. Uh, and so being able to bring them on the BetCast, have them join us during the BetCast while we watch these games unfold, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and looking forward to another one here tonight uh, between the Vegas and Golden Knights and Montreal Canadiens in Game 6. So join us tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, uh, for the Ice Guys BetCast uh, taking place tonight. So looking forward to that. Alex B. Smith's a little under the weather this, this afternoon, just a stomach bothering him a little bit. So he's opted to uh, not uh, appear on this show so that he could be ready to go for the uh, BetCast tonight. So hopefully we'll have Alex back and ready to go for the BetCast uh, in just a little bit tonight. Uh, but first, uh, hopefully... Uh, he can uh, feel better uh, throughout the afternoon before that uh, betcast arrives tonight. Let's look back on last night. It was a, it was arguably, in my opinion, one of the best playoff games that we have seen uh, in these entire Stanley Cup playoffs: the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. Uh, and give the Islanders a ton of credit. Okay, that game was slipping away from their grasp quickly once Anthony Sorelli made it two to nothing for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second period. Of course, Braden Point scores the first goal, makes it one nothing. Cashes our Braden Point goal scorer prop at plus 150 last night. That's now nine straight playoff games with a goal for Braden Point. What more can you say about him right now? Uh, he, the man has been absolutely terrific uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and continues to be uh, at this point in time. Can't be stopped, can't hold him down, can't keep him off the uh, score sheet. So it's been impressive to watch. And then, of course, Anthony Sorelli extends the lead to 2 nothing, And all of a sudden, the th things are not looking good at that moment for the for the Islanders. The building is quiet for the first time all night. And they needed something good to happen. And I think the key for the Islanders is they did not wait around long to get on the board after it got to 2 nothing. The Jordan Eberle goal happened just a few minutes after the Lightning made it 2 nothing. It was a terrific backhand. Got a lot on it. Uh, elevated it a bit over the uh, extended right pad of Semyon Varlamov, uh, or sorry, of Vasilevsky. Uh, it was just a terrific backhand shot uh, by Eberle uh, to make it 2-1. to one. And then you could sense the Islanders were starting to turn their game up after getting that goal. It was a, a boost of confidence. It was a rush of adrenaline, and the crowd got back into it at Nassau Coliseum. And from that moment on, uh, the Islanders really got their game back. They had a good third period. Uh, they really kept the lightning bottled up. They had, you know, most of the chances uh, early in that third period. And then sure enough, Scott Mayfield, who is one of the unsung defensemen on this, one of the many unsung defensemen, even Nick Letty, for as long as he's been around, you know, he doesn't get a lot of praise. Uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock don't get that league-wide attention that they deserve. And you could say that about Mayfield. He's a depth defenseman for this team, but he's played such a good playoffs. He's a physical uh, defenseman. He's rugged. He'll knock somebody down in front of the net. He'll clear the front of the net as good as anybody, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and then, of course, he just had a great decision to jump into the play. And then what a shot to beat uh, Vasilevsky there uh, right off the post and in you know, from a tough angle to tie the game 2-2. The building is just in a frenzy at that point. And then, sure enough, they win it in overtime, and it doesn't last long. Anthony Beauvillier off a brutal turnover for Blake Coleman. And unfortunately for Coleman... Look, this game is won and lost often, hockey that is, when you make split-second decisions. They either go right or they don't go right. 
And Blake Coleman had a split-second decision to make with the puck in his own zone a minute into overtime there. Apparently, and I saw the replay of this a couple of times after the goal went in for Beauvillier to win it and force game seven, but he tried to go along the boards. There was no there was no out. There was really no opening there or a teammate there to get the puck along the boards. So the only option he had was try to get the puck through the middle of the ice and try to work it out of the zone that way. Unfortunately, he didn't see Beauvillier there or didn't see the stick there. Uh, and sure enough, the turnover and Beauvillier with a quick release before uh, Vasilevsky can even do anything and the puck is in the net. He probably should have done the old skyhook maneuver. You know what that is? The pitchfork, as Doc Emmerich used to call it. You know, where it's like you got a bale of hay and you just flip it, you pitchfork it. Uh, out of the zone like that, you lift it high in the air. You're seeing defensemen and forwards do this a ton these days in the NHL. To make sure they get the puck out of the zone, they just airlift the puck, airmail the puck high in the air to, out to center ice just to make sure there's no way anybody can block that. There's no way anybody can intercept that puck if you do it that way. And that's probably what he should have. De- that's probably what he should have done there uh, in that situation. Blake Coleman do the old skyhook pitchfork. Flip the puck high up in the air, get it out of the zone. That would that was the right play to make there. But unfortunately, you're a prisoner of the moment in a spot like that. You make a split second decision. He thought he had, you know, his one of his teammates there ready to receive that pass in front of his own net, but instead it gets uh, intercepted by Beauvillier, and he just releases that puck quickly before uh, anybody can blink and probably gutsy, you know. Dig down deep type of win. I'm so impressed. I mean, 2 nothing. it's very easy to say, you know what, season over, series over, game over. They didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't let themselves stop believing. They kept at it. They stuck with it. They kept playing. They tied the game. And then, of course, they won in overtime. Uh, an incredible uh, win for the Islanders. They were refusing, refused to lose attitude. They didn't want their season to end uh, in what would have been, if it had ended last night, it would have been the final game ever at Nassau Coliseum. They didn't want it to end on that kind of note, uh, and they avoided that happening. And now they force a Game 7 Friday night, and now there's question marks about the status of Nikita Kucherov on Friday night, who left the game due to a cross-check at the hands of Scott Mayfield. Now, it definitely should have been a penalty. It was a cross-check. I mean, it's just definitely a cross-checking penalty. Two-minute cross-checking penalty. And not a shock that Chris Lee is the guy standing, of all people, standing there, and apparently didn't see it or ignored it. I don't know what it was, but he was right there in front of when that cross-check happened and didn't call it. Another black eye and a blemish for this guy in a series of them here in this postseason. So things get go from bad to worse for Chris Lee in terms of the officiating scrutiny uh, that he's ha- that, that's been on him so far here in these uh, playoffs. So uh, very, very shocking there was not a penalty there. But, hey, they were letting a lot of shit go once again last night. That same crew that had... Uh, people criticizing them for that those actions against in the Vegas Montreal series early on. So there was no penalty, but Kucherov gets injured, doesn't return from that cross check, and now we'll have to see if he's available for Game Seven. And all of a sudden, you know, here's the Islanders. Now we know the Tampa Bay Lightning are 13 and 0 off a loss in the playoffs. That's an unbelievable track record, and obviously that's going to be on the line for them in Game Seven. But there is some momentum for the Islanders coming back to win at home. Can, they got a show now that they can do it on the road, but they're going to a building where they suffered one of their most humiliating losses of the season, 8 nothing, just a couple of nights ago in Game 5. So as much as Tampa Bay has been money in the bank and unbeatable off a loss, 
in the Stanley Cup playoffs the last two seasons. Don't underestimate the Isles' will to go into that building and show themselves a whole heck of a lot better than they did when it was 8 nothing in Game 5 the other night. So that sets up an incredibly fascinating must-see TV event Friday night in T-Bay for Game 7. And like I said, and we'll get Jimmy Murphy in here in just a second. He's ready to join us on the uh, on the road uh, in transit. But uh, definitely, this Tampa Bay team uh, has been tough to uh, you know tough to go against you know when they're off a loss in their last game. But the Islanders certainly have some mojo, and we're going to have to monitor the status of Nikita Kucherov for Game Seven as well uh, on uh, Friday night. And like I said, that game last night, Game Six, arguably like. Uh, you're still cycling through a lot of the games that you've seen so far in the playoffs. But to me, that was one of the best playoff games I've seen this postseason. No question about it. I don't get why the fans did what they did throwing the beer cans. I know it was like an ode to the building saying, yeah, Nassau Coliseum, just in case Tampa wins in game seven. I think it was kind of like a salute of some kind to the uh, building and to Nassau Coliseum and all the years that they've hosted the Islanders. But I don't know. You, you got to try to do it in a better way with throwing the beer cans on the ice. Uh, my goodness. I mean, especially when the, your own team, the team you love so dearly is the team on the ice celebrating there. And there's still beer cans just being rained on the ice. It could have hurt somebody could have hit somebody right in the head. Holy gosh. I mean, talk about a, you know, Anthony Bovillier in the post game interview on NBC after the game, he's standing in the freaking you know, tunnel because he's, you know, frightened, frightened. You could tell he was scared shitless, you know, doing that interview. Uh, thinking about, oh, these beer cans are being thrown from everywhere in the building, and uh, what if I get hit? So uh, I, I understand there was kind of like a toast or a, or a salute to the building at Nassau Coliseum. I get it, but, boy, that's that was dangerous shit, especially when the Islanders are right there celebrating the overtime goal seconds after it happens, and there's these, uh, you know, the almost, uh, I would say, over half the building throwing empty beer cans on the ice so or in beer bottles. So uh, kind of a, a, a strange scene there. Uh, nevertheless, but hey, crazy atmosphere and crazy environment last night at Nassau Coliseum. That can't be denied. Uh, Jimmy Murphy is with us. Jimmy, welcome in, and uh, what a hell of a hockey game that was last night. Yeah, look, these Islanders, yeah, I told you, don't don't sleep on them. I mean, they are they're tough, they're pesky, and they're, and they're smart, too, and you know, they made adjustments going in and during the game, and I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I, I told you I like the Islanders in seven, and that could very well happen now, but I, yeah, going back to what the, the fans thing, I don't get that at all. Like, how is that paying respect to to an arena? Uh, if now you know the poor employees that, leave, that work there, they're going to have to go out there and clean all that up. And I mean, how how are we showing respect? I don't understand that at all. Just an asinine move by all those Islanders fans. It's like, you know what? Grow up. Even if they lost the game, I'd say the same thing. Like, grow up. What is the point of that? Uh, you want to show respect? I mean, I don't know. Just like celebrate, hug each other, like celebrate, enjoy the win. Like I, I don't I, do your chance. Made no yeah. Sense to me. yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, it was, it was stupid. It was really stupid. But no, a, a gritty, gritty effort by the Islanders there. And um, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I'm not saying this because it was my pick. I really think they can go in there, and I'm starting to think that that eight nothing loss ends up working to benefit the Islanders more than it benefited the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I think that really just set, set a tone or set a fire in the belly of the Islanders and, and made them want to get revenge for that and made them want to, you know, 
salvage their pride. And now they're going to go down there. Anything can happen in a game seven. And we know that. I mean, the games, you throw all the odds out the door and all the, all the stats, you throw them right out the door. Game seven is a unique situation in any sport and anything can happen. We've seen that millions of times. It's not rare that we see a road team win uh, in a game seven in the NHL, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I like it. I like their chances going down there. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something. And I think I remember a series the last couple of years. Man, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think there was a very same situation where there was a team that was – it was a 2-2 series. The team, One of the two teams got absolutely thrashed in game five, and it looked like they were done. And I believe that team came back and won game six and game seven and won the series. So, um, Yeah, I was trying I'm to think of it too. I think you're right. I know there it was one the last few years. I'm just trying to remember. I'm blanking on what it was, but that's the situation potentially here for the Islanders. So we'll have to wait and see again. This would be an incredible series win because not only would you erase a 3-2 deficit against the defending Stanley Cup champions, but you'd do it after an 8-0 loss in Game 5, and you'd be doing it and handing the defending Stanley Cup champions, you'd be handing them their first back-to-back game losses in the Stanley Cup playoffs in two years if the New York Islanders can pull this off Friday night in Game 7. So that would make it just an incredible achievement. Uh, again, we got to play the game, wait and see, but definitely the Islanders feeling some momentum. And, yeah, unfortunately with the, the, the beer cans and bottles being thrown on the ice, I think it was just a situation where, you know, I think five or ten people did it right at the beginning, and then the, the sheep you know, just turn into a bunch of sheep and everybody follows at that point. And it was just, I don't know why it needed to be done like that. But nevertheless, it was still a crazy game. Like, And, and I still, I love the in-game experience still of that building uh, from those Islanders fans. I mean, when they're doing their, oh, 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 I don't even know how that started. <laughs> the chant that they do uh, throughout the game, but you hear it a million times. And it's great. It adds to the, uh, it adds to the atmosphere. Uh, no question about it. Throwing beer cans at the end of the game, especially when your own team is out there celebrating and they could be hit by one of them, to me, that's not adding uh, to the atmosphere. But uh, nevertheless, a great win for the Islanders. Gutsy comeback win. And now we're on to Game 7 in Tampa Bay. And we're on to Game 6 tonight for our Ice Guys betcast between the Vegas oh Golden boy. Knights and yep. the all Canadians. Oh, boy, is right, Jimmy. Oh, boy. Vegas minus 145 road favorites, five the total in this game. Um Vegas, lots to talk about from their end. Uh, they have decided that Robin Leonard is going to be their guy with their season on the line tonight, facing elimination here in Game 6. He will be the starting goaltender, not going with the Vesna Trophy finalist. And to me, I think they're done, to be honest with you, this Vegas team. I do. And I wasn't sure of that, you know, yesterday. But now I see Leonard starting over the Vesna Trophy finalist. I can't for the life of me understand how anybody can blame him for the game five loss the other night. I know he gave up three goals, but Mark Andre Fleury can't score goals for you. Okay. The guys that are supposed to score goals for you are Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Riley Smith. You know how many goals they have combined one in this series. That is it. That's why Vegas is in this position. The forwards have to wake up. The forwards have to score. The forwards have to produce. This is reminding me of Toronto at the end of the series against Montreal all over again. Nobody gives two shits about chances. Nobody gives two shits about shots on goal and possessing the puck. 
You need production now. You need goals. You need the puck to find the back of the net. All right? Simple as that. That's what it's going to take for the Vegas Golden Knights to turn this series around. You know, chances isn't good enough. Effort isn't good enough right now. You need the puck to go in, and you need your guys that are paid to put the puck in the net to get the job done. Get the fucking job done. It's as simple as that uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. All of those guys. I can't believe how bad of a series Mark Stone's playing for this team. He's had a great season. He's had a great career in the NHL, and he's been awesome since he's been with the Vegas Golden Knights. But he has been fighting it in this series. He can't get chances, and the chances he does get, he misses the net. And then, of course, compounding the lack of offense for the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights was his awful turnover, which is shocking to me to see that for a guy that's one of the best two-way forwards in the NHL. A brutal turnover in the neutral zone, which led to that Cole Caulfield power play goal, which was the backbreaker uh, in Game 5 and gave Montreal uh, that 3 nothing lead. Um, so it's just been a miserable series for him, and it's on him. You know, yeah, and he, and, he's, and he talked about it. I got to do a whole lot more, and I got to be a whole lot better. But you know, got to turn that talk into action on the ice now. You know, I, I understand you recognize. It's nice that you recognize that you've had a rough series, but now it's on you to figure it out and play differently and play better and step up. And we'll see if Mark Stone uh, can do that tonight for the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. And it's not just him; it's everybody. It's it's, it's Stone. It's Marcia So. It's Smith. Pacioretty scored his first goal of the series the other night, so we'll give him a little credit. But still, it was when the team was down 3 nothing. I'd like to see him score a goal with a tying goal or a game-winning goal every now and then. I think he's had an issue with that uh, in the past in the playoffs. So they need their forwards. You can't rely on your depth forwards. You can't rely on third, fourth liners and your blue liners and your defensemen to score all the goals for you. You need those top six forwards to step up for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But Montreal may not let him step up because their defensive game has been surgical. It's been clinical. It's been team wide. It's been all six defensemen. It's been all 12 forwards. They've all committed to strong play away from the puck. You're even seeing the young kids buy in. Look at the, look at the defensive play away from the puck. You're seeing from four young forwards, like Kotkin Yemi, like Suzuki and like Cole Caulfield, even the last game is breaking up plays with good stick position, good body position, good defensive posture. Cole Caulfield is doing that. And he's barely played 20 games uh, in the NHL. Uh, with this uh, Montreal team. Uh, so it's a complete and utter buy-in, top to bottom on this Montreal team, to play good defense and help out Carey Price, who, again, when he's helped out and he sees the shots, you're not getting anything past him right now. Uh, I'm going to look toward Montreal here, plus 125. I mean, I just don't like the situation where uh, we've got this uh, particular um, team uh Vegas struggling mightily to score goals. And I don't think it's all a product of they just don't know how to finish. I think it's what Montreal's defense is doing to them. I, I'm I'm unsettled about Peter DeBoer going to Robin Leonard in this spot. I know it worked in game four, but that was different. Fleury needed some rest. He was coming off the horrible miscue he made in game three. This is different. Fleury didn't play that bad in game five. And yet you're still going back to Leonard this time. Uh, I understand a little bit maybe more doing it last time, but now I think Vesna Trophy finalist, he's been so damn good this season. Wouldn't you give him this shot in a must-win elimination game? Uh, that's an unsettling feeling for me that he's made this decision. I don't trust them to go into Montreal and win uh, on the road here. And I think Montreal, how about desperate to stay alive, Vegas? How about Montreal desperate to make sure they don't take a trip back to Vegas for Game 7? And they'd love nothing more than to end this series uh, in front of their home fans. So I like Montreal here, plus 125, and I like the third period over 
one and a half, which is minus 145 in some spots. Playoff elimination game, that is an automatic bet for me, third period over. I, I prefer the third period over as opposed to the full game over. Uh, because I think this could start out, you know, zero zero one nothing after the first period, and then, uh, then we get the goals late in the game. And certainly, if Vegas is trailing in the third, it's the optimal spot to be looking at a live over or a third period over tonight with their season on the line. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Game six, Vegas, Montreal. I'll tell you what I think. I think Vegas is done. Kaput and Mark Andre Fleury's career as a Vegas Golden Knight is over. I think. This is a complete organizational decision. This is coming down from above. We already know that they tried to trade Flurry. They had a deal in place last year. Third team was supposed to take care of the cap issues. It didn't happen. They've been wanting their chance, their window to slide Robin Leonard in there and establish him as a starter. And they look at this as it. I think it's it's a dumb move. I, I think you do that in the regular season. You don't do it now. Uh, when your back's up against the wall and you show some respect to a guy that's going to the Hall of Fame. But this is the choice they've made, and they're going to pay for it. And this is where Jimmy Puckline's going to come out for the first time in a while. Give me the reverse puck line on the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Are you kidding me that they're underdogs in this game? Is like it's just like the Braden Point thing. When one of the odds makers going to wake up? The Canadians are good. They're good, and they 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 deserve to be where they are right now. This isn't just some Cinderella ride. Now they're a real. They're a really good team. They have a legit chance to win the Stanley Cup, and they're going to clinch that series by two or more goals tonight. There you go. Jimmy Murphy with gusto, with confidence. Montreal uh, on the alternative puck line tonight uh, for Game 6 to get the job done. And by the way, on that that, uh, alternative puck line, Montreal minus 1.5 is a plus 350. That's what you're looking at here for Montreal with that puck line. So. That is big-time value right there. And, again, just the money yep. line alone, plus 125 uh, in this game. Imagine that, home underdogs, up 3-2 in the series. Uh, and, I mean, and I'm playing. touching that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bo- uh, we'll, we'll add both then. Uh, Montreal plus 125 for I'm Jimmy. I'm going to touch a that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that, and that Montreal puck line, minus 1.5, plus 350. And then the other thing, too, Ian, I'm going to – Give me Gold Caulfield again. I, li- I like Gold Caulfield to uh, to add to his little streak here. Give me him for a, a goal prop as well. He's been money. Uh, and, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to put something on uh, Nick Suzuki getting a point or two as well. I mean, Nick Suzuki, if they were going to, you know, obviously Carey Price is the MVP. But if they were going to give a, a tier two or a second MVP, an MVP B, so to speak, uh, of this series, I would have to go with Nick Suzuki. I, I really would. He's been unreal. Uh, and, you know, I put Joel Edmondson in, in that conversation as well. The Montreal defense has been just something to watch. They remind me a lot of that Blues defense in 2019 uh, that took care of the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I, I just, I, I can't, I'm baffled. I'm really baffled that they're, they're underdogs at home right now uh, in this situation. But hey, so be it. Let's take the money. There you go, Montreal money line and puck line and, and Cole Caulfield. I can get him at, at there's certain books I see Cole Caulfield's plus five hundred score a goal tonight. I'm absolutely floored by that. Floored plus five hundred uh, in some spots uh, for him to score tonight uh, in this game. Uh, I'll give out more props uh, for the betcast. I'm saving some of them for the uh, betcast and I'll announce them there. But definitely Cole Caulfield makes sense at that price um, for the uh, Canadians. I think Suzuki and Toffoli. 
to Foley, especially I find in the big games like this, he really rises. So uh, him plus 220, Suzuki plus 230, and of course Caulfield uh, plus 500 I'm seeing at one book to, for him to score a goal, which is just remarkable value uh, in that particular price. For Vegas, I don't know. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd more, I would probably rather take one of their defensemen to score in terms of goal score props tonight. Petrangelo maybe at plus four twenty five, then Pacioretty and Stone and Marchessault and 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 all these guys that have Carlson plus three hundred when he hasn't scored, Smith plus three hundred when he hasn't scored, Marchessault hasn't scored, he's plus one eighty. I'd probably rather look for Petrangelo plus four twenty five because it's been the blue liners that have been. Uh, doing so much of the offense and the goal scoring uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights yeah. in this series, so, uh, I, I think that's where the value lies. Yeah, I mean, not, you now, maybe tonight's night, Mark Stone, yeah, a prime player, can step up. But, yep. Yep. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, if they're going to win, it's going to be because of that defense. You know, they they've stepped up, and man, I, you look at Petrangelo right now and what he's done. I mean. You see those big signings, Ian, and how many times when we see a guy sign for mega bucks and mega years like that, is it a bust? So well, like you, we can look no further than the guy that kind of replaced him in St. Louis, and I love the guy to death. I covered him for years, Tory Crew, but he, so far he's a bust. But you look at that deal for Vegas, and I mean, I don't think they're even in this series if not for Petrangelo, the way he's played in this playoff. He's been excellent. Uh, he's been terrific, and it's going to be a really tough offseason for this team and for Petrangelo knowing, hey, we thought this was the final piece to the puzzle, and we may not even get to the uh, Stanley Cup final. But they have two games to change that, but big if. Uh, Jimmy and I are kind of on the same side here where we don't think Vegas uh, has it in them tonight to extend this series. So fascinating to see how it goes down, but we will be with you tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, Ice Guys BetCast. Jimmy will be there. I will be there. Hopefully Alex as well. We hope he's feeling better for the BetCast tonight, but definitely uh, excited uh, for this Game 6 between the Canadians and Golden Knights. We will get to best bets in just a second. Before we do, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, and MLB daily. Football is just a couple months away. Great time to be uh, downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Try it out. Sign up for an account. When you do, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, bet boosts, and a whole lot more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets, obviously, from Game 6 tonight, Vegas, Montreal. I'm just going to keep it simple. Montreal Canadiens, plus 125. I think they end it tonight, uh, and I think they are off to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1993. Montreal Canadiens, plus 125. Best bet for me uh, for Game 6 tonight. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you like for best bet? I'm going with my uh, alternate puck line here, Ian. I, I really like that. I could see a, a type of game where, you know, it's a one-goal game late and they poke the empty netter in uh, to seal the deal, or they just they just run away with it. I could also see that. I mean, I, I think the Canadians could easily just come out and just blow them out of there. I, I really think that they're that much in their heads right now. Vegas, I think, completely. I think with Jimmy there. I think we lost Jimmy, but I agree with that. So Jimmy going for the big value here. Montreal. Puck line, minus one and a half goals, plus 350 is the price with that bet. Montreal alternative puck line, minus one and a half goals, plus 350. And in a game like this, 
where you're backing the team that is looking to close out the series on the puck line, minus one and a half goals like Jimmy is doing with Montreal tonight, I think there's greater value in a game like this because if Vegas is down on that bet, because if Vegas is down in the third period, they're pulling the goalie earlier, you're going to have maybe four or five minutes uh, for Vegas with the extra attacker, which is potentially four or five minutes for Montreal to put an empty net in to go up by two. And you could even sprinkle, if you really want to be uh, going for a, a score tonight in this game, you could also go Montreal minus two and a half on the alternative puck line. That is plus 650. Minus two and a half goals on Montreal at plus 650. Because how many times have we seen in these elimination games where the team that is up by a goal, they score the empty net goal, but there's still like two and a half, three minutes left. They go up, let's say, four to two. The team that's facing elimination, they'll pull the goalie again. A lot of teams have done that, even when they're down two goals with still two and a half minutes left on the clock. And there's your opportunity for another empty net goal to go up by three and win the game by three. We have seen that a bunch. We have seen that. I can I can say for a fact we have seen that multiple times here in the playoffs where the team that is trying to eliminate their opponent, they score two empty net goals in the final few minutes of the third period. So if you really want some extreme value, you know, maybe not just stop at my, Montreal minus one and a half plus 350. You could even sprinkle a little bit on Montreal minus two and a half goals at plus 650 because there is that potential. They could get a couple empty net goals uh, in the game if indeed Vegas is trailing uh, late in the third period. So there is definitely some value that can be had if you think not only Montreal wins, but they can extend the margin late in the third period uh, against a Vegas team that obviously. If they're trailing tonight in the third, they're going to be pulling the goalie earlier than normal, and that is when you can get, you know, if Vegas doesn't tie it or doesn't score themselves, that's where you can get Montreal, you know, popping in an empty net goal, potentially two empty net goals. And Remember the Islanders, I believe, when they closed out Boston. Yeah, that's the game I'm thinking of. The Islanders, when they closed out Boston in the second round in game six, they scored two empty net goals in the final minute of that game. And they ended up winning by three. That's the same situation that could happen here tonight. So don't be scared to maybe look at that. Montreal minus two and a half here at plus 650. But Jimmy Murphy's best bet, Montreal minus one and a half at plus 350. That's a wrap for this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can check out the podcast on all of those platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday afternoon. Enjoy the game six tonight and good luck. We hope you join us and tune in on the Ice Guys Betcast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. It'll be a lot of fun. Jimmy and I will be along. And anybody that wants to join us on the BetCast, send me a DM, uh, and I will make sure I reserve a spot for you tonight to join us on the BetCast. Thanks for watching and listening to the Ice Guys. Enjoy Game 6 tonight between Vegas and Montreal. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on tonight for the BetCast and as well tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.